Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to remind you of the ultimate Hellboy giveaway that I'm currently running. If you hit the link in the show notes, you can enter it now, and one lucky winner will walk away with over $500 worth of Hellboy goodies. Um, and then there's runner-up prize as well, so uh, before we get into this podcast, head on over to the link, enter the Hellboy competition, and good luck. This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Look, okay, let, let me level with you guys. We just recorded a half hour segment um, and then lost it. Um, I've reached out to my uh, podcast hoster to see whether they can save it or not. So, but we don't know. We don't know if it can be saved. So, we're starting, kind of starting again. Um, it's funny because we had this big spiel at the start of the, the last recording how punk rock we are. <laughs> That's true. Oh God! How we love we love the charm of DIY, yep. all that kind of shit, and then we completely lost the fucking recording. We don't know yet. We don't know. Look, man, I'm of the state of mind that we've lost it. Okay. Okay. If we look, if we get it, if we get it back, if they find it for us, fantastic. Yep. We'll, we'll tag it on the front of the podcast. Maybe use it for next week or something, just a bonus feature or something. I don't know. But God, it's discouraging. It's fucking discouraging. <laughs> we love fucking punk rock. Yeah, We're fucking. Well, you know, live by the sword, by the, you know, die by the sword. Yeah. This, this is this is part past. This is it. this is punk rock, bitch. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. If you don't like punk rock, pack your shit and get the <laughs> fuck out. Um, okay, oh. so we just went through literally thirty minutes. Luke telling us what pop culture he's con- consumed this week. In a nutshell, uh, yeah. Point form. X Files. X Files. He's been crushing X-Files. Yep. First two seasons. He's watching them all in order with the movies slotted in where the movies should be. Absolutely. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so defeated. So fucking... Such a good discussion, though. Like It was good. Like, we, we got through the 90s. Uh, we're talking about serial killers and um, Sons of Lambs and fucking all that. That was really quite good. Oh, well. All right. So now you can... Well... Have, now you can... <laughs> but now I'll ask you. Okay, well, what, first what? things first. Yeah. Um, the first... Part of the episode that you'll never hear was brought to us by a delicious and refreshing ginger ale drink that that uh, Luke concocted for us. Mm-hmm. And um, it, look, it was really refreshing. But now we've hit the beers. Cheers, mate. Cheers, sir. Pure blonde. Okay, so this episode is brought to us by Pure Blondes. It was um, funny how you lost the episode and you're like, "Yeah, let's go on the beers. Yeah, put, get this soft shit away. Get the beers <laughs> into us." And. Um, and I know I appreciate that you brought a, a new six pack, but I've I thought we we should get the ones that have been in the back of the fridge for a couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. so these are extra chilled. Nice, yes, very mm-hmm. nice for such a humid evening. Uh-huh. Um, and again, look, so we have to recap a heap of shit. The air conditioner's on. Okay, um, <laughs> you don't like all, that? This is all shit we've said. So if 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 this is if we do recover the first half, 
and, 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 and I get it on the podcast. We're just printing ourselves. It's not because we're crazy. It's because technical issues. This is punk rock, bitch. Air conditioner's on. It's not as hot as it has been. We've been complaining about how hot it is, but it's very mm-hmm. humid and mucky. So the air conditioner's on. We apologise. Thank you. Beers. X-Files. What have I been consuming? <laughs> yeah. But I just want to say, I hope we do get the lost episode because you're going to see this markedly change to us going, yeah. You're going to hear excitement, then you're going to hear, oh, hang on, something's... And then you're going to hear us going... <laughs> but Tim, what pop culture have you been consuming? Okay, so I've been... I was thinking about driving out here tonight. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think, well, I haven't consumed a lot of pop culture this week. Um what's the deal with that? Have you been making it? I've been so busy. Busy, busy, busy. Now we'll get back to that. What I have consumed this week, Mm -hmm. I watched this movie on Netflix, again, because I've been busy after work hours. um, I had to break it up into a couple of nights. It's called... I I think it's a Russian film. Oh. Right? It's about um, a prison transfer. Yep. Now, and I loved this movie. It was so good. And, you know, it's, it's winter, everything's frozen. If you stay outside the truck for any amount of time, you're going to freeze to death. It's Russia. So, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's a cop, a bunch of crooks, a couple of cops. I think it was called uh, Ice to Meet You. <laughs> See awesome. But But no, no, it was actually called um, Below Zero. Right. Okay. Now, below zero. Below zero. The way you say it sounds like blow zero. <laughs> oh, look. That's when that's ice to meet you. Blow zero. Blow zero. Oh, Jesus. See if the jokes are lame in the second half. <laughs> um, but okay, the movie, I thought it was great. Now, yep. You can watch it um, in the native language mm-hmm. with subtitles, or you can watch an English dub. I watched the English dub. Okay. Okay. And it worked. It would, you know, it n- never really distracts me. You know, growing up on those old kung fu movies, you know what I mean? Uh, even old, you know, Italian cowboy movies and stuff, you know, you get used to them. the mouth's not moving with the words. But you get voice actors. Do they sound Russian? No, they sound American. Oh, for God. No, it was good. It was good. It was good. So what the story is, is that there's this new cop on the job. Hmm. Okay. And the fir- his first night on the job... Okay, he's been transferred from somewhere else for fucking up. Oh. Okay. His first night on the job is this massive prison transfer. They have to transfer five prisons, five prisoners. Give it to Timor. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Timor. Timor! And so they're in this truck and they're just driving across Iceland. Yep. (laughs) Russia. I, I don't even know what country this movie comes Snowy from. Snowy place. But it's so cold. You, know, yep. you, you think cold Russia, you know. And um, and then their escort car disappears because, you know, there's an escort car with the truck. Disappears into the snow? Disappears into the, yeah, into the yeah, fog right. and the snow. Um, and then you see a mysterious person throw spikes across the road. Oh. So, you know. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and so, but what this comes down to, and I think what really grabbed my interest is, again, with mine and your um, writing upbringing through film scripts and mm-hmm. um, high concept, low budget mm-hmm. type thought, the majority of this film is shot in the back of this truck. Okay, and <clears throat> I also like the idea of this because even though you feel like you're in there in this grand expanse of an environment, you're not. 
because you can't see behind you and can barely see in front of you. Yeah. And so that's a that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, really worth seeing. Yeah, um, cool. I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but obviously there's someone who is hunting down someone in the truck. Right. They're all criminals. They've, yeah, they've all got seedy pasts. They're, even the cops, you know, got a bit of a seedy past, so you don't really know what's happening. Mm. It, it all pans out. You know, I thought, you know, the, the story went well. The conclusion was good. Um, cool. Uh, there's a really good scene. I, I, I need you to watch it so we can okay. discuss it. This reminds me, I'm sure I've said it before, have you seen White House with Kate yeah. Beckinsale? Yeah. I love that mm-hmm. because I was watching it going, holy shit, this is almost like a 1990s thriller um, because the special effects weren't great and um, there's a gratuitous shower scene, which you don't get to see these days. Yep. Turns out it's a 2005 movie and it was just like you were talking about, you're, you're set in an Arctic location, yep. but you're pretty much in a couple of corridors. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. if you get too far away from the base, you fucks. Mm. And uh, again, you get that idea of like, oh, wow, this amazing environment. Not really, yeah. you know. And in terms of um, shooting uh, a, a, an outdoor scene, you can you can go these these areas, and and a cliff face could be used in God knows how many different ways. Yeah. And no, uh, and it was great. And, and the great thing about it was the script, because mm. writing yeah. had to be good, because yeah. there's pretty much nothing else. Yeah. And again, talking about having watched the X Files. Yep. Um, I I've always loved the X Files, but a friend of mine just went, "Oh, I hate the X Files." I said, "Why?" He goes. It's just it's just them opening doors, walking into other rooms. I went fuck you. Now I watched it again. I thought, dude, just, shit, he's right. They're just opening doors and they are. Into rooms. And it, again, it's just the same sets used over and over, walking through doors. Yeah. That's it. Going down into a basement, going, huh? And just just using different lights, but yeah. they're very, being very economical because of TV series. Yeah. But it's the writing, as the characters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's shadows, so you don't have to see too much, and yeah. you know, cost saving all, all over the place. But good writing yeah. um, makes your brain fill in the dots. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. So yeah. So um, what's it called again? Below Zero. Right. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Really enjoyed it. Um, some really good scenes, some good twists, and. Um, hmm. It reminds me of a movie that was to shoot in Canberra called Cargo, all set in a cargo trailer. I want to discuss this with you. Not necessarily the cargo movie, but okay, the movie. There's this this Below Zero mm. has some of those themes in this. There we go. Better, okay. maybe. All right, but confined. Confined, yeah. Literally confined. Limited actors. Like, I I wonder if they shot a good... Great actors, limited in terms of numbers. Numbers, numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if they shot half of it, like the the middle half, and then went to studios and said, look, we want to do this big start, this big ending. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that could have been the case. Talking about high-concept, low-budget movies, um, I guess it was a couple of years ago now, there's an Australian uh, movie called Occupation. Mm-hmm. Yep, right? yep, yep. Went to see it. and um, wasn't, wasn't too shabby. A couple of years ago. Yeah, it wasn't shabby, but me being me, Australian accents great on me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Only because of where I'm from. And also... Plus, it's got Tiamara Morrison in it. it. Yeah, that was great. That was great. I love that guy. But it was a low budget, but they, to, to me, they bit off more than they can chew. Because yeah, okay. they, were, they were aiming high, and it's like, oh, guys, really? You know? And they did a damn good job. You know, like, I've seen a lot of low budget Aussie movies that have been trying to make you think it's, it's bigger than it actually is. Yep. And these guys, they, they use whatever they had, and they, you know, yeah. all that. 
Um, went to see Occupation Rainfall. Rainfall. Holy shit. Now, is this a spiritual sequel or it's is a it a flat out sequel? Up, straight up sequel. Yep. Um, but they've now got 25 million to play with. Yep. Yep. And you're watching it, and I guess I'm at a stage now of special effects. You either hit it or you don't. Yep. And so I could have been watching budget special effects, yeah. but they looked great. And so, like, you, if I ever sat down to watch Independence Day, the first one yep, again, yep. Star Wars from the 70s, I'm still going to go, fuck off. That's an amazing looking yeah. space battle, all that sort of stuff. This sequel just just goes like the clappers, and there's like jets and and um, explosions and aliens and and um, masks running around. And I wasn't too sure whether or not it was digital manipulation of the mask nice. that made things. But it doesn't matter because whatever they use, it fooled my brain into thinking, worked. "Fuck it, that's an alien." That's how they talk. Yeah, sweet. And um, on the one hand, they had way too much story and so much was going on. I was thinking, what is going on? But on the other hand, it doesn't stop to take a breath yeah. and it's playing to a modern audience. Yep. Because, you know, we're, like, like we're talking about off mic or probably on mic and we mm. didn't catch it, um, TikTok. Yep. You know, you need to be just smashing these things out on, on, a, on a visual level non-stop now just to get the kids' attention. Yeah. Um, you know, back when we were uh, learning about um, script writing, you had to have a, an action se- a, you know, um, sequence every 10 pages or yeah. something. This movie, nope. If you've got a, if you've got a kid who's a bit ADHD, sit him down in front of this or her, and, and it's, it's nuts. Yeah. And um, so, you know... I could probably just, you know, put a couple of holes in it, but I'm not gonna, because it was straight up entertainment. If you love your sci-fi, if you love your Star Trek, if you like your aliens, if you like your big, um, you know, disaster alien movies as well, because there's a reference, well, visual references to um, Oblivion. Yeah. You know, big, big structure in the sky. Five of them. Why not? <laughs> and um, it's it's and it's got um, Chang from Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's brilliant. And and again, it's like right. You got twenty five million. Use it however you want. And they, you know, I think from their low budget, um, they're using the same type of mentality. Yeah. Because they got an American actor, Hollywood actor, in their movie, which Australians have been doing ever since the eighties and seventies. Yep. Um, and then you get them in a couple of scenes, use them for a day, and spread that out the, you know, throughout the movie, and um, it's great. Yeah. And and again, twenty five million to you and me sounds like a lot of money when you're doing a blockbuster movie. No, yeah, you know, and and this movie you wouldn't watch going, oh yeah, they give yeah. me a go. You got to sit there going, holy shit, and and they they absolutely nailed it. A little bit of a spoiler, yeah. This movie ends. Spoilers, guys, mm. just jump forward about five minutes if you don't want to hear spoilers. This movie ends with a title, Rainfall, Part One, Chapter One. Right? Uh-huh. So, obviously, they're going for a series, but I don't know whether or not they're trying to make as if Occupation, the first movie, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, just don't worry about the one. It's almost like The Evil Dead. Yeah, when yeah. The Evil Dead 2 came out. It's like, yeah, don't worry about the first yeah, one. This yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. it'll be interesting, because, like, we've got it, you know, obviously, sorry, in Australia, in a cinema, and it said Occupation, Rainfall. I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was just called Rainfall Overseas. Yeah. So, this is just straight up, whole new thing, Rainfall Chapter one, so good on him. Yeah, yeah. No, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to actually see it. I've been following the ads and stuff. Yeah, and you won't yeah. be disappointed. I'm keen. Yeah, yeah. Comic books. What have you been reading? Look, okay. Again, with, with limited time, I this week I caught up on uh, the current Werewolf by Night. 
miniseries. Yeah, okay, right. so last week number four dropped. It's the final issue. It's just it was just a four issue stories. Yeah, right. It's written by Taboo from um, oh, what's the fucking band name? Where is the love? The, you know. Yeah, this, the, let's get the it started. Oh. Yeah, Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. So Taboo, right, yeah. is a member of that group. Mm-hmm. So he's a co-writer, and then someone called B Earl. I'm not sure if B Earl is part of the group as well. But Taboo is the Native American guy. Yeah, right. With the long hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, so this series has been written, co-written by these two guys, right? And it's actually had a real Native American feel to it, to the point where I read the first issue and I was like, these guys need to write Brave Star. Remember Brave Star? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the, it's not Jack Russell, the werewolf by night that we know and we've grown to know in Marvel Universe. And that is the Marvel Universe. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that ra- rang a bell. Yeah. So, mm. ja- yeah, Jack Russell is Werewolf by Night. Um, this one is a new uh, Native American kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was really cool is he's got this partner. Um, he's... Uh, <laughs> whether it's a girlfriend or not, you know, it's, they're teenagers. You're going to have that sexual tension, tension sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. But she helps him control his werewolf with music... Um, playlists. Oh, that if he's getting too wild, she'll put on certain music and it'll help calm him down. And that. Oh, cool. Um, look, it's it, it's a really fun book. Um, the first, like I said, the first issue. You know, you sort of you introduce to him what he does, how he works with this girl. Mm-hmm. At the end of that issue, then it goes batshit crazy, and you've got um, another mechanical werewolf and this bug guy and this elf type woman who's uh, their bio experiments at the local. Um, outside the reservation there's a f- yep. you know and all this sort of stuff and so you go through the four issues and you find out look it's, it's just it's it's really it's really fun okay so this is just a mini series it's just a mini series yeah. four issues i was like and, and i finished it today uh yesterday um and i was like i want more of this mm. right and uh let me just see if i can find it um da, 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 da. oh fuck don't tell me i've lost it um, yeah, we, here we go. Punk rock kids. Yeah. This is punk rock radio, bitches. <laughs> no, I've lost it. <laughs> For fuck's sake, even my phone. I've even lost shit on my fucking phone. Ah, no, there it is. Cool. Okay, so I'm reading through this book and I'm like, oh, we need more of this Werewolf by Night written by Taboo and B. Earl, right? Mm-hmm. But then, on the very last page, there's an ad for a new comic coming from Marvel, right? You're right. Okay. It's, um, and it says, look for an exhilarating new series from Taboo and B. Earl in 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, as you see, the picture's very Native American style. Yep. Um, and this series is the Apache warrior Kashala, mm-hmm. okay, who is the Sorcerer Supreme and the Ghost Rider of the mid-1800s. Oh. So, you know, like these last few weeks, I've been going on about weird westerns, me wanting to write one. Yep. These cats are doing it. Right. Yeah, well, there's still there's still room. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <clears throat> but you know, like I've been hunting for weird westerns for months, man. Um, and then, yeah, so they're doing this sort of weird western with this character who I know has popped up in like a Doctor Strange comic or something in the past, mm. right? But she's she's a cowboy era Native American warrior who is the Sorcerer Supreme and the Ghost Rider of the time. Yep. Yep. Bitch, wow. that's fucking everything I love about Marvel. All jammed into one. <laughs> you need Captain America in there. 
well, Captain America would probably be like a rebel. Um, what do you call it? Um, you know, North versus South Civil War. Oh yeah. Bet, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't be hard to put him in there. But oh, okay. So yeah, good. That, that 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 looks. You know, like I've I've, I've really enjoyed this series. What's the artwork like? Uh, look, the cover artist is the same as the inside art. Cool. So uh, I love that. You know, it's it, it looks good. Oh yeah. Has that double spread no. centerfold of the werewolf? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, cool. yeah, it's some good, just good monster action. And uh, I look. love how we sp- we were speaking about how Marvel just sort of watered down their monsters a little bit, like yeah, werewolf by, by night. night. Just night, the Morbius, the living vampire. He's, he's alive. He's, he's alive. Yeah. What does he drink? Doesn't drink blood. Just uh, what does he drink? Uh, criminal's blood. Oh uh, well, fluids, yeah. not necessarily blood. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> listen. So moving on. Mm. Why have you been so busy? I've been so busy, and again, if we get the first half, I've sprinkled some clues. If you don't get the first half, oh, fucking this is punk rock, bitches. <laughs> this is punk rock. My son and I have been working on a project together. Mm-hmm. Now, my son uh, DMs Dungeons & Dragons games for us, yep. for, our, for our family. And, um, you know, so we play Dungeons & Dragons a bit. Some time ago... DM Tim, what does that mean? Uh, Dungeon Master. Okay, so deep and meaningful. So he runs the games, okay? Yeah. And um, some time ago, I started messing around with the idea with him of... Er- everyone who knows me, I do this comic book with talking gorillas. Mm. Okay? So I said... What if we brought talking apes into Dungeons and Dragons? Yep. Right. And he's like, well, yeah, there is such a thing already as awakened animals, an animal that can have a spell on it, and then suddenly it's like, you know, the, the little dog in Men in Black and he's talking and singing. Nice. So there is thing, but there, there isn't... Like, so, so already in Dungeons and Dragons, if you have a monkey, you can put awakened on him and he can be a talking monkey. Cool. But what I wanted to do was create a new race for the game. Wow. Right. Okay. So, my son and I have been working on this um, uh, a little supplement. It's really just like putting your toe in the water, okay, mm-hmm. for a Dungeons and Dragons supplement to introduce talking apes to your games. Yeah, cool. Okay. Now, the idea behind this, we're calling it a zine at this point because it's twelve pages long. You yep. know what I mean? It's it's going to be a five size. Yep. And uh, it's just going to be a little booklet because the idea is a lot of DMs, they, tr- they plan a game out, they plan out a mission, you know, we're going to go on this adventure, and a lot of players just derail their plans completely. Yes, right? I've been in a game like that. Yeah. I- and it's actually soul-destroying when you know how much work the DM is. Like, okay, okay, guys, where are you guys, where are you, where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to go right. You sure you want to go left? No, we'll go right. Yeah. Alright, yeah, yeah. We played we played a game of um the, the Cthulhu um role playing game. Yeah. Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the DM, GM, whatever you call him, um, he has this whole thing set up and I'm like, We need to go back and question that guy because mm. that guy knows the shit and he's like, Are you sure? Yes. Come on guys. And so we went back and questioned this minor character yeah. and we're asking him all these questions and the DM's just off the Cuff just answering, you know, and I'm like, and so he on that spot he's made up another character. Yeah, right. We need to find that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like, ah. And it got to the point where he said, "Look, guys, honestly, I don't know. Can we go back this way?" So that's a common thing, right? Yeah. So this booklet is really just made at this point. You stick it in the front of your uh, your manual. You know, you've got your D- Dungeons and Dragons so manual. So this is like an RPG game patch. Yes. So, yeah, you put it in the front of your manual. Yep. You're running the game. If your guys decide to 
walk off the yellow brick road and go through a forest yep. and you've got no idea what to do, you pull this thing out, there's six missions in it where you can just say, okay, well, you've just fucking encountered some talking apes. <laughs> okay. You know, and the party's like, what? And, like, some of them you have to try and outsmart them, some of them you have to fight them, some of them you have to help them. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just like... Um, so it's introducing these talking apes, but it's really for, for DMs to... Uh, if they get thrown off the rails, to have something there that yeah, they can just be like... it's almost like a break glass in, in case of emergency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so sure. it's like, you know, even if the whole thing's about orcs, yeah, yeah. and then suddenly they decide to try and take a shortcut through the forest, yeah. they run into talking apes. Like, what the fuck? It's you gonna, know what I mean? It's going to get to a point, though, where if this happens too many times, it's going to become like a meme. Yeah. Like, ah, fucking apes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that's what that's I've been awesome. working on with my son. We, yeah. we, it's looking very professional so far. We've mm. got um, character stats for three types of um, talking apes. Yep. Uh, the chimpanzee foot soldier. Cool. The gorilla siege breaker. Yep. And the orangutan shaman. Awesome! Right? Yeah. And, um, so we've got th- three brand new monsters, six adventures, some nice artwork. You know, fingers crossed we'll, get, we'll have a wraparound cover. Yep. So when you open the book and look at the cover, it's a big battle scene. Cool. If you look at the front, you've got a Dungeons and Dragons guy and a couple of apes. Mm-hmm. If you look at the back, you've got the... Yeah, so hopefully wraparound cover if, if, the, if the printer can... Yeah. Okay. But, but, you know, the pages, they look really professional they look like uh like a D manual same fonts same everything sorry when you, when you say printer you're going to print them or you're going to send them off i'm going to print them yeah cool so like, like, we're, we're going to do a kickstarter right so okay. so mm-hmm. yeah um i'll get them printed up and then send them out to whoever backs the thing and awesome. uh, so yeah you know so it, it's been really good to be working in close proximity with my son mm. you know and um and you still like each other yeah yeah cool. yeah you know and he's been really enjoying it and that sort of thing so uh that's why i've been so busy these last few weeks mm. we're hoping to launch in the next couple of weeks yep um yeah so that's that's what we've been working on so what do you need a kickstarter for just to cover the printing costs and yep. the, that sort of thing you know what i mean yep. like artist uh, costs um, not look. I've paid uh, artists just out of my pocket already. Well, so if we back. if we can make make that back, that'd be fine as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's that's what I've been working on: Dungeons and Dragons. So awesome. It's, that's awesome. It's been really fun. Um, and also and with with the end goal, mm. in the very end goal is going to be for a whole Gorilla My Dreams Dungeons and Dragons supplement. So this nice. is the first step where we've got talking apes. Yep. Maybe the next one we'll start working on magical mimes or mm. jesters or something else. You know what I mean? But this just is one like a tiny step at a time. Infiltrating Dungeons and Dragons games. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we play them enough and, you yep. know, I, I, I enjoy the game and Hector loves running them and Hector loves playing it as well. So he's been, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been having a great time working together. On I'm always one. fascinated and so thankful that there are people out there who enjoy being a DM. Yeah. You know, like yeah. to me, I can't, I can't be, well, I mean, I find it, I would find it very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my boy, he, he likes doing it, but he sometimes says, Dad, do you want to run a game? Yeah. Because <laughs> he wants to get in and have the, the good fun as oh, well. Oh, true. You know, so. But I'd find like a bit like pressure, I guess, because I mean, these days, um, when you're getting a little bit older as well, like having a, a whole night to play D&D yep. is a bit of a, bit of a, you know. Um, a luxury, yeah, and so you feel like you're responsible. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't cock this up because people have bought babysitters, or they haven't bought babysitters, yeah, 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 yeah. paying for babies, all that sort of stuff. And and you're and it's somebody's Friday night or night out. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, cool. Okay. 
Um, to prevent the, us losing another fucking part of the episode, we're going to take a stop right here. We're going to play some uh, sponsors. We've got some uh, people that I know who are currently running comic book Kickstarters and awesome. things like that, so there'll be a few ads in there, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, vault number 12. Excellent. See you soon, guys. This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Hey, Big Tim. This is Brant Fowler of Last Ember Press and the cast of Comic Book Weekly, a live show that we record every Tuesday talking about our top five comics of the week, under the radar, big books, most anticipated comic news, and more. Now we have headed to Kickstarter to raise funds for an audio version of the podcast, for editing fees and hosting fees, and to spread uh, our love of comics to a wider audience. And uh, so you can check that out at comicfrontline.com slash CBW or search for Comic Book Weekly on Kickstarter, we're running through February 11th. We were fully funded in four days, project we love, and we have a Make 100 item. So please check it out if you love comics and check out our live weekly show on YouTube at youtube.com slash comic frontline. Thanks. Hi, I'm Bitsy Tandem, creator of the manga series Maiden in Disguise New Game. Volume 1 is on Kickstarter right now, and we're publishing in English and Japanese. On the planet of Eoterra, an MMORPG has gained massive popularity, propelling some of its key players to stardom. World-famous gaming sensation Eliana Adelaide, no longer satisfied simply living under her, the shadow of her digital alter ego, attempts to come out of her shell as she starts high school. But with everybody confusing her for her hyper-masculine in-game character that she plays, how will they react when they learn who she truly is? This is a sci-fi fantasy action romance smash-up layered in a way that is supposed to be intelligent and really hitting key points of mental health. Check it out. This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, you would have just heard a bunch of uh, sponsor messages from a few people I know run, running uh, various comic book Kickstarters and whatnot. So, uh, And they sound great. They do. They really do, man. Um, one of them, particularly, um, I'm so, really sold on, and I'm, I'm backing. Now I feel bad for me. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, and there's another. I'm one on that's board so for all of them. The, of all five, all five of them. Yeah, I've got no paycheck this week. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys, you know the, the links for each of those ads is in the show notes. So check them out, man. There's some quality work. I've always said, um, as much as I love Marvel. Mm. I really like some of what DC does. If you want fresh, original voices and original stories, um, the Kickstarter is where you're going to get them. Yep. You know, these are people who are, sure, they're trying to make money on it, but they're doing this for the love of the game. Mm. You know, the publishers are, are doing it for the money. As we've, as we've talked about with Three Jokers last week or the week before, they don't want to step away from the status quo too far. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they know what sells. They just want to keep selling. Yeah. That's why superhero comic books are always going to be Act 2. We're never going to see Act 3 in a happily ever after. And if you do, it's not going to last. That's right. That's right. So, But this yeah. is where people, you know, they've got a wacky idea that you know, maybe someone like Marvel or DC wouldn't touch with a 10-mile stick. But it's such a fresh idea, it's mm. worth checking out. You know, um, It's the same with movies. I mean... Um, 
yeah. Hollywood used to just mine international movies yeah. um, because this was before the internet and whatever whatever was actually independent and worked really well you know, on a hush-hush download in a different country, they come along, snaffle it up and remake it and release it a year after. Now, because we do have so many streaming yeah. devices and everything to get to the source of the good stuff, um, you know, good independent movies can be found on Netflix or whatever streaming yeah. channel, but that's where innovation is going to come from for movies. And you can't... Okay, I need to educate myself. You can't just steal it like you used to. No! Like, you know, as, as we've discussed in the past, Magnificent Seven was the Seven Samurais. Yeah. Um, Reservoir Dogs was a samurai movie. Star um, Wars was a hidden fortress. Yeah, you know, so... Uh, and just on Twitter this week, um, I, again, I've got to educate myself on the whole case, but there was a guy who was posting, look, this is my comic, this is the film that stole from my comic, oh, shot for wow. shot. And he said, they never asked permission, um, they reached out to me now that it's doing the circuits and winning awards mm. to see if I would help promote it. And I said, fuck no. Because, oh, their movie is yeah. winning awards. Yep. Oh, wow. If I would help promote their movie, and I said, fuck no, because you've stolen my movie. Oh, man, um, that's heartbreaking. But at least he's throwing it out there to everyone, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's showing them. Mm. You know, and, and yeah. Oof. Anyway. Hey, that's true. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into this comic book. Now, yeah. okay, guys, complete transparency in, in our punk rock nature. We can only record, at this point, about 25 minutes a, at a time. <laughs> okay. So we might have to stop halfway through discussing this comic and then pick it up again. This is, um, as I discussed on my Captain America episode, I'm, I've been trying to upload into this um, app. Um, this is why we lost the very first segment. But it's punk rock. I'm learning as we go, guys. So come along with the fucking journey and have a great fucking... Put your feet up, put your sunglasses on, you know, grab your beers, get into it, and just have a good fucking time with us, and uh, you'll, you'll love us for it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Gee up. Okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number 12. First printing. First printing. September 1987. 1987, it was a good year. <laughs> 1987, I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. I September, was... was it? Yeah. Yeah, I would have just turned 11 years old. I was seven. Oh, shit. I'm that much older than you. But I'm turning eight um, in October. Nice. So there we go. Okay. Number of stories, uh, pages. Um, 36. 36. Yep. Yep. And it's roughly the same as last time. Yeah, yep. Uh, cover, Peter Laird. Peter Laird. Writer, Peter, Peter Laird. Laird. Penciler, Peter Laird. Inca, Inking Tony, Peter Laird. Letters, Peter Laird. Steve Lavoine. Lavoine. You can't Levoin. keep him away, can you? No. He loves that lettering gig. Loves it. So I don't knew, I mean, when, when I first just smashed all of these, um, yep. you know, things, re- and when I say recently, like eight years ago, yeah. um, I just read everything. So I read the, the letters um, yep. page. I, I read the intro. I haven't been doing it this yeah. much this round, but there is, I think, a significant um, word from Peter Lard okay. about this issue. But before that, what have you got for a cover? Um, I've got basically, you've got this beautiful double spread cover. Mm-hmm. I've just got the front with red, ban- red bandana Donatello, um, like he's... About to ambush a guy with a gun. What about about to mount him from the back? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Butt stuff. Hey, but um, yeah. So I've got I've got a spread. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, Jesus. And um, yeah, it just shows all the characters um in the woods. Um, yeah, beautiful. Uh, almost like watercolor coloring yeah, this time yeah. around. Um, yeah, I really like it. And you know, uh. 
Peter Laird, uh, he's done everything on this cover. Looks good. Yeah, it does. And again, I think um, you know through the evolution of the turtles, once they get to this sort of size and blockiness, yep. I think it really is Peter's influence that got them there. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, very nice. So is yours coloured or black and white? Coloured. Okay, I've got the black and white. Uh, oh, no. Sorry, the, the, the comic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comic. Oh, sorry, yes. I, yeah. I meant the interior. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, letters page. Turtle tracks. Mm-hmm. So, Peter basically explains that now, after three and a half years of just intense creative collaboration yep. on both the writing and artwork for all the TMNT books, games, ETC, uh, they've taken a bit of a bit of a split. So, Peter is doing everything on this issue, yep. and then Kevin will do the next one, then Peter, well, I think so, like, yeah. to, to yep. So, but Peter actually explains that um, he had already laid out the um, the storyboards of this one, yep. uh, the, the layouts, and he said, and it's also based on an idea of mine to begin with, so we decided that I should go ahead and finish number 12 all by himself. Right. And so um, it's funny because, I mean, before this point, it really was a 50-50, yeah. and here he's flat out telling his, um, you know, uh, us readers, like, this is all me, you yeah. know, it was my idea anyway, and I'm, I'm doing everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, because at this point, like we discussed um, last couple of weeks, they're up to their neck in the business. Yeah, yeah. And they also still want to do all these other projects with the Turtles. And so, um, you know, uh, Tales of the TMNT, which we need to get to. Yep. And um, at this point, I don't know if Turtle Soup was a thing. Yeah. But Kevin was doing um, the Melting Pot okay. um, also around about this time. So they're busy with the business side of the Turtles, but they're also busy with just trying to get other projects out and running as well. Yeah. I think we spoke about before. If you're an artist, you don't want to be just doing one thing. Yeah. But I think these guys probably should have. Yeah. Just stuck because, you know, the the wheels are coming off this series, yeah. this volume anyway, yeah. post this issue. Um, but it's, and it's a bit of a shame. I think this is the start of them almost spreading themselves too thin. Yeah. And um, I would have just kept on going with the main train. But hey. They're independent, yeah. and they're trying these different yeah. things, and um, good on them. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is going to be a pure Peter issue. Yes. Mm. Okay, so we open up on a fucking beautiful splash page mm-hmm. of, it's black and white, I don't know what turtle it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, we do find out next page, but um, yeah, one of the turtles with this fucking bow and arrow. Again... I can just see the movie influence yeah. in these designs, like yeah. even the belt. Yeah, straight, you know, straight into the movie with this. This is um, it's funny because, again, Kevin I think is the cinematic one, and um, if this was a Kevin panel, I would have known straight away that this was a splash page. Yeah, the way that this is sort of um, you know panelled out and and um, laid out to me, I thought I thought it was a pinup. Yeah, right. Yep. You know, because it's a, like a one sheet. It looks like you can tack this to your wall. Yeah, yep. yeah. But no, it turns out to be, yeah, the opening, the opening of the story. panel of the story. Yeah. yeah. And so this mysterious turtle um, is shooting fruit off Donatello's head. And then we learn it's actually Michelangelo. Yeah. Because he's in charge of making the fruit salad. <laughs> so what better way to make fruit salad than to shoot fruit and... On the top of Donnie's head. It's a bit of a risk. Yeah. Like, it, there's only two ways this could go. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's um, nice. The, after the um, the uh, very traumatic issue from last week, yep. we're now having a picnic. That's right. In the woods. Lovely picnic. Casey's uh, in his crop top. Yeah. Actually, on the next page, he, nice shot of him with his yeah, right. navel showing. It's interesting because I, I really do like the designs of the turtles and Splinter, but then you look at our human character faces yeah. and Casey's face isn't even really formed, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Casey's asking Splinter to teach him some of the ninja stuff. Yeah. Gets corrected as ninja too. Um, it's all very sort of pedestrian uh, picnic talk, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, but look, you've got to start a story somewhere. You do. You do. I, looking back after 30 years, um, I would have thought at this point anyway, we could have had, a, and I can see why they did it for the movie, a bit of a like development of a relationship between um, April and Casey. Yeah. And I'm not talking about romantic. I'm just like something. Yeah. Because as far as she's concerned, she just met this psychopath on the worst day of her life and now they're having a picnic and they're not even talking to each other. They're only two humans in, yeah, at this point anyway. And, um, you know, there's no quiet little one-on-one, hey, my name's Casey, I know Raphael. You know, this is all relationship developmental stuff that's happened off the panels. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also when we do eventually learn what happens with the characters later on anyway, but we don't have that sort of initial sit-down chat you know? Yeah. Like, even with the Turtles, they've repeated their, their origin story a couple of times to a couple of characters. These two didn't even say, hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so then they hear some rustling in the bushes and some poor jackass comes diving out. This is a crazy, insane splash page. Yeah. And this makes me just go, wow, this looks like an Eastman Laird splash page. Because so much detail yeah. all over the place. And yeah, a bit of Dynamism? Diamondism? Yeah. Dynamic. So it yeah, looks okay. um, so it looks like, you know, actually a little bit more active yeah. than the, you know, than the arrow turtle. Yeah, I thought it was a very interesting choice to spend a double page spread on this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dunno. Okay. Dunno. Yeah. Because it's just a dude coming out of the woods. Well, hollering. Yeah. He's obviously in distress. How's that uh, on a matter pier for you? That's not on the matter, Pierre. He's just yelling. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's just what you say when you're being chased by guys. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, so he busts out of the, the forest, destroys their uh, picnic. Casey's not too happy. Yeah, Casey actually even picks him up and he's going to give him a punch in. Um, he, he says, I can't, I can't see without my glasses, and good old Mikey accidentally steps on him. <laughs> and that's good because that obviously sorts out one issue. You know, so yeah, he doesn't yep. see these turtles. Mm. Yeah, actually, I never even thought of that. Really, never even. That's thought the of only that. reason why they made yeah. such. A, okay, cool. Now that's on a matapia, right? Crunch, love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> so crunch is is working for you. Yeah, even the way that's designed, yeah. it's a broken crunch. Um, yeah. yeah, and then uh, you jerk. Where do you get off ruining our picnic? Per picnic. Why I ought to pound you. Getting off, pounding him, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, Casey's not writing this. No, well, you know, look, Casey might have just been a very um, open person for 1987. Very impressed person. Yeah, he never looked at any man. That's true. 
That's true. Okay. Um, and so, look, then we get some of the... Just the feedback is who this guy is. He's a, he's a scientist who's been held captive by survivalists. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been told to build a nuclear bomb. And then Casey's obviously a Neanderthal because he says, what are you jabbering about? Yeah. Casey. Love you, Casey. This is basically an exposition dump. Yeah. All in one panel. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he's talking about who they, you know, setting up the characters, who he is, who they are, and also, holy shit, he gets into the political background of the motivations of this, yeah. of, you know, and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, Peter, you know? And I, I think he can also win. It's interesting to see this by itself because, you know, I, um, I think Kevin has some faults. I think Peter has some faults. Yeah. And separately, you can really see them. Yeah, yeah. Because I know we're only doing the core series, but there's a um, a run called Body Count. Have you, have you... I've heard of it, right. yeah. Right. Pure Kevin. Yeah. And so I think if we're going to be looking at this, which is pure Peter, we have to check out Body Count at some point as well. Okay. I'll, I'll find out where in the story, where in yeah. the, <clears throat> the timeline it fits. And yeah. More, definitely. Because Peter, left by himself, is way too in- intellectual and wordy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin left to himself is unrestrained. Yeah, right. And so you really do need both of them. It reminds me of um, that issue where Donatello um, draws that little picture when he meets up with Kurt. Yeah, yeah. And what you said to me, like um, Peter wanted to just explain exactly how this thing works. Yeah. And Kevin says, no, we can do it visually. Draw it, yeah. Because you know what? We can draw in comic books. Yeah. But Peter, he's just sat down, chucked words up against a panel, uh, black silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, build a nuclear atomic bomb. What's the difference between nuclear bomb and atomic bomb? Uh, atomic bomb, I think, is just a great, great big explosion, and a nuclear bomb, you get the nuclear fallout. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then he's halfway through explaining it, and we say halfway, even though he's spent a whole page, and then he gets shot. It's funny, isn't it? Because can you imagine if you got shot before he said all that shit? <laughs> you'd be you'd be stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I would have preferred if he got shot and his dying words were, stop the bomb. Yeah. And that's it. Because, like, through this, you know, you've got bad guys killing people. And then if he yeah. mentions a bomb, that's all you need to know. And then you'd be like, what bomb? Where? Okay, we've got to find the bomb. So, okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. The bad guys have a bomb. That's yeah. it. Like, all this other political stuff. Yeah. Even mentioning that they're survivalists. Just call them nutbags. Mm. You know? Anyways, yeah, it's but very, actually, very descriptive. But mind you, the one phrase that stood out to me um, was the committee to rebuild American patriotism. Now, with recent events in the capital city... Oh, oh, dude, even survivalists, in, um, it, it's such an American... Like a contemporary American thing. Mm. You know, like... Um, Ah, ah, for, are they called fallout shelters? Yeah, like yeah. All, all that. It's still a thing. Yeah. And um, I was actually surprised that su- su- yeah, surprised um, that it wasn't just a recent thing. Mm. That it has, you know, all the way back here, you've had what do you call it? Uh, domestic terrorists calling themselves patriots. Yeah, yeah. Like they're the real Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um, How far we've come? Yeah, not far at all. Mm. Um, they t- yeah, they talk about a civil war. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. It did. It just struck me how current, mm. even though he's talking about Russia there, but we're talking about Russia today. Yeah, but you what know? I mean is, all that information yeah, 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 yeah. spread out through the yeah. through the story. No, I like just now, wanted to make the point because that was one thing yeah. that really stood out to me when reading it. Because now this is all just this is all front end stuff, and then the rest of it is kind of action. Yeah, and it reminds me, I was watching a um, YouTube video where 
it's um, Keanu training for John Wick. Yeah, yeah. And they're talking. Oh, I think it was John Wick three. And they're talking about how he still has to work on character and motivation because the story is intertwined with the action. The action, yeah. And that's great because when you remember um, the first Matrix, that's what that was all about. Second Matrix, fight. Lecture, fight, yeah, lecture to yeah. the point that you can just cut out all the fight scenes if you want and then just follow the lectures, the lectures and the yeah. exposition. So you need to marry these things together. Otherwise, it's um, sort of redundant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone's shocked, blah, blah, blah. Split is not. Yeah, you just look is, at that mouth. Is that his mouth? Oh, yeah. his nose. No. Oh, that's like... He's surprised. His mouth's open, man. Yeah, it looks like his... his oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. yeah, yeah. Mm. Fruit salad. Um... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, so the next page, we actually meet our villains. Well, I like how there's, like, he's got shot. Doesn't look like an immediately fatal wound, but it looks like it's fatal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just not immediately. Not immediately. But, again, you know, it's just a little bit too technical, yeah. a little bit cool. And maybe I'd buy that type of thing coming from Donnie. Yeah. Um, not Leo. Yeah. That being said, holy hell, these turtles are looking great. Yeah, aren't they? Beautiful, like you know, with the I, I just love the the, the black cross, cross hatching and the smudges. Mm. This is what we love about it, man. Yeah, yeah, but they look solid. Yeah, they're really well yeah. thought out. Whereas our human characters, it looks like Peter's not really too interested in them. Yeah, but I can really again see the yeah. dimensions and the size and the weight that have been transferred into the um yeah. into the costumes. Yeah, even the double strap for the, yeah. the swords, beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they can't see who's shooting, but mm. Peter shows us who's shooting, which is basically... But also, they they describe that because we can't see him, he must have a telescopic sight. Again, cold, clinical. Yeah. If this was Donatello, yeah. I'd buy it. Yeah. So let's just hope it's Donnie. Um, and so we see the villains, Yeah. which to me look a lot like the current Patriots, right? Just in that you've got... One, one alpha male there, All right. and then look in the background. You got Tubby McBeard over there. Yep. You got Four Eyes McMustache, and you've got Hillbilly <laughs> McDouble Jaw. You know what I mean? Like you've got these fucking, yeah. fucking. Can we say rednecks? Rednecks. Yeah, right. let's say it. Look, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from the equivalent of rednecks, so yeah, Australian rednecks. So yeah, you know what I mean. But it's just like a bunch of. Look, we wouldn't give a fuck about you if you didn't have fucking machine guns. Yeah. Except for the main dude. You, um, I mean, I'm picking up on it now. He just says, I think I just wounded that fool. Yeah. Right? So you look at him, then you look at the dude in the cab. I'm getting a little bit of a shades of an A-team vibe. Of a what? Yeah, A-team. yeah, yeah. So this dude is usually the leader with the cigar, yeah. you know? And then there's Mr. T and all that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But yeah, so we got survivalists in the uh, in the farm. Yeah. And so yeah, they just plan. Did yeah, and again, it's people in turtle costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, where you know, I don't know why the turtles are always wearing that stuff. Yeah. Like always the combat shit. Yeah. Yeah, like the masks, everything. Because especially since I mean, what we spoke about before. Now that they're at the farm, like they're they're free, they're yeah. out, they're done. You know, and it's only when they have to you know face trouble that you gear up. Like Batman doesn't yeah. spend all this time in his bat suit. So maybe if you're running around, you're wearing either nothing because yeah. you're a turtle, or because you're you've been brought up in a ninjutsu way, would you be wearing robes? 
Would yeah. you be wearing Asian Jedi robes? Or would you be wearing hoodies because you're teenagers? And, yeah, yeah. And, and you love pop culture. Absolutely. Like, that's one thing about the Michael Bay movies I can actually understand, yeah. wearing pants and shoes. Because you think, I look silly without yeah. wearing pants. Yeah, and they, and, they, they, yeah, and they each had their um, own touch of style. Like, you know, Michelangelo had the bead necklace, but the sunglasses hanging off yeah, and, yeah. And, and stuff like that. You know, yeah, Donatello had his little technical headset and all this but sort of stuff. But also, you're yeah. a teenager. You don't want to be naked. Yeah. Okay, if you're a kid. Yeah. Uh, anyway. You know, and one thing that... Um, Again, in this same sort of thing, with the oh, it must be people in turtle costumes, mm. right? I feel like we've grown up so much on secret identities and and things like this. You know, the X Men staying hidden, um, even though they're incredibly beautiful people. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? All this sort of stuff. I was expecting. Um, yeah, when I first got into Hellboy, it, I was surprised that for the most part he was just accepted. Mm. Every time he would go to investigate something spooky, him, yeah. him and Abe Sapien, if it was an X-Men comic, they'd be like, kill it with fire! Yeah. But in the Hellboy comics, you know, like, they're known as celebrities, even though they're freaks, and not everyone loves them. Okay. But for them to come into a town and investigate a haunting, people mm. are like, oh, right, well, that's the guy that we want investigating the haunting. Well, that's it too, but it's also like, oh, that's not the worst thing I've seen in the last couple of days, mm. you know. Mm. So I've seen some pretty crazy shit. Whereas in Marvel comics, people lose their fucking minds every time they see a beautiful Cyclops walk through or a fucking gorgeous Emma Frost walk through, mm. and they're suddenly like, oh, my God, freaks. But it's funny today, I mean, I think I spoke about on when we reviewed Glass, like spoilers, at the end of Glass, um, they're waiting in a train station to for this footage to drop of real life superheroic feats. Yeah. I'm thinking no one gives a shit. The the, the internet is full with crazy shit. Yeah. So if you watch a guy lift a car, yeah okay. Mm. You know, oh there's a there's a cat playing the piano. Yeah right. Mm. You know? Um interesting though that in the movies, the Marvel movies, the idea of a secret identity, no one gives a shit. Yeah. And it's because it's following the times. Nowadays Kids, us, we're throwing away all of our information yeah, yep. to get apps on Facebook. Yeah. We don't give a shit. If people know who we are, that's a bonus, mm. you know? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. mm. really, if there was a real life Spider Man, hey everybody, my name's Peter Parker and I'm Spider Man. Yeah. Watch my, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so these guys come up with a plan to track down their scientist and. Uh, I don't know, beat up some people in turtle costumes. So, do they want to kill the scientists? Like, what? If they're going to be exploding a bomb, an atomic bomb, who gives a shit? They're, they're going to be killing everybody in a, in a. Yeah. You know? But I think they're trying to actually go to the next page because he doesn't he say. Um, like this one? No, no, no. The, the, the one... Now they're all history. But they're all history anyway, because you're exploding a bomb. Yeah, but, you know, they're not ready to explode it. The scientists escaped. They're, they're probably just planning to stop the scientists. Uh, Their plan doesn't probably include exploding the bomb right now. Okay, okay. So they want to stop the scientists. Oh, fuck, he's ran into a group of humans and people dressed as turtles. We're going to have to fucking kill all of them. Right. Yeah. Um, in terms of cold calculating... Um, Information. I don't mind this panel because this is when they all click into gear. Yeah. You know? So Leo, 
the leader is talking about flanking moves. Um, April has switched into awesome. We'll get into the car. We'll go to the hospital. Can you guys keep those survivalists off our backs? But, you know, just say, get those guys off our backs. Yeah. But, um, so this is good. It's like, right, here we go. Yeah, Boom. okay. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick pause, guys. <laughs> um, again, look, yeah, here's some more sponsors, guys. We'll uh, talk again soon. This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Hello, Turtle Boy Podcast listeners. This is Frank Forte, creator of The Vampire vs. Blood Rites, live on Kickstarter. The Vampire vs. is a story about Angelica, an exotic dancer in the New York City club scene who is unwittingly turned into a creature of the night. As she tries to make sense of what she has become, she learns of a bloody vampire war that is being fought under the streets of New York City. Slowly, the truth unfolds as she begins to realize she is the key part of an ancient scrolled prophecy known as the Vampire Empire Versus. If you're a fan of Lady Death, Chaos Comics, or Heavy Metal, then you should check out The Vampire Versus Blood Rites on Kickstarter today. The Sensational Swan is now live on Kickstarter in the Comics Anthology section. Check out three brand new stories and a handful of pinups that give the characters seemingly rich history of comics over the years, without being bogged down by actual continuity. I'm Swan's creator, Randy Stone, and I can't wait to share the project with you. Hey, Tim, this is Drew Morrison. I'm launching the third issue of Broken Land next Tuesday. It's about a strange little creature named Miso who's navigating through a tough city and trying to figure out where all the pollution is going. You can see a free preview of the first issue at brokenlandcomics.com. How good is the last Ronin, by the way? This is a Turtle Boy podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome back to... Part three, potentially part four of the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, so we have our turtles and our humans ready to spring into action. Yes. Terrorists chasing a scientist. Survivalists. Let's call a spade a spade. Domestic terrorists. Well, why can't they call a spade a spade? They keep on calling them survivalists. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 25 <laughs> years ago, whatever. Okay, so what's going on now? Well, now it again... seems to be it's just more talking. More talking, and again, getting into the specifics. So I won't drown out about it, but I'll just read out what Don says. Yeah. Because Raph says, right, okay, we'll nail these guys. Dom can disarm the bomb, and, and then Don goes, hey, hang on there for a minute, Raphael. First, taking out these guys isn't going to be a walk in the park. They're probably all armed with automatic weapons. Uh, second, I may or may not be able to disarm the bomb. And third, we're talking about a nuclear device, for God's sakes. So it's really painfully just laying mm. everything out again. Fair enough. Donatello is Peter... Very analytical, yeah. Yeah, uh, is Peter's favourite. Yep. Yep. And so that's fair enough. But it's it's just text, but it's also just sapping away all the romanticism and all the, again, texture and flavour yeah. of the individual turtles because yeah. you need to um, talk through these individual characters' voice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Raph is a hothead and whatever, and, uh, but, yeah, just just a little bit too much. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying 
let's just get into an action scene. But again, this is the the stop start nature, and you need yeah. to blend these things together. And like I've said repeatedly, um, I'm really fascinated with what you don't have to tell the audience. Yeah, you know. But especially a... since like what like they know what the stakes are, they yeah. know what they have to do, and now they're having an argument. Yeah, you know. So Splinter's there to stop him. Yeah. But then bang, and then Splinter starts fucking talking. Yeah, yeah, and it's so Peter Laird because I remember. Again, because I've read all of all of these letters and everything, and I even gone to Peter Larrod's um, journal, yeah, right, his online journal, because he would release um, volume four issues through his website, right, for free. Just post them up, and again, he he just gets into minutia of even what his criticisms would say, his yeah. critics would say, and so he would just dress them down. Well, point one, it's like, yeah. oh god yeah, damn right. it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Splinter basically recaps everything they've said mm. um, and then sends them on the mission anyway. Thing is, you know what? We could have gone straight to this yep. after April says, we're going to find a hospital. You guys stop the bad guys. Yeah. And and Splinter, yeah, fair enough. Direct them off and, and, and say, remember, you're stealth training. Yeah. But we we didn't need the last couple of pages. Page and a half, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, then he says, I pray to God our skills will be enough. Oh, a bit of doubt. Yeah, I wonder if they if he knows that we haven't been training as much as we should be. That and oh, I've only read a magazine of kung fu that I found in the store. Oh dear. Uh, now the next page I really love. Oh, uh, good. Okay. Yes, look it's at this. Split into two panels. You got Raphael going through the uh, the river, the swamp, whatever, um, looking for these crooks and and. Donnie up on the high ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, you take the low. It, it's road. actually the the whole picture is Raph and Leo in the swamps. Ah, Mike going through the forest and uh, Donnie up on the high grounds. So I, I really love nice. that. Because um, again, I mean, I mean, I've got no idea about flanking or anything yeah. like that. Yep. But you get the idea that these guys obviously have a plan. Yep. Which is kind of cool because this is a survivalist slash scouts sort of mission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, we're back with the villains, with the, we'll call them the Z team. And, um, yeah, Donnie drops a rock on his head. Fantastic. You, you're not, you're not happy with that? Uh, look, I'm just happy there's, the panels are mostly silent. After those pages and pages of exposition and argument, I, I, I do, look, I don't mind him dropping the rock on his head, but it's all stealthy ninja stuff, mm. you know, and I really like it. So he drops the thing on his head, the guy goes blasting, Donnie actually grabs his leg and throws him off a cliff. Fantastic. thing is, though, I guess instead of the rock, he could have actually used his bow stuff and knock him unconscious. Yeah. Well, it depends how high the cliff is, but... Yeah, true, true, true. But um, this reminds me of what you liked about that um, uh, issue when they were silently picking off those ninjas when um, Splinter was trying to get into that guy's brain. Yeah. Yeah, like just, just silent, stealthy ninja stuff. Well, yeah, and that's the ninja. You know, you watch any ninja movie and, you know, yeah. the Wolverine movie with all the ninjas. Silent. Silent, silent, deadly. Silent, deadly. Uh, which makes me think of the Aardvark adventure where he goes, are you guys supposed to be ninjas? Yeah. Yeah, and they're just <laughs> running around a castle. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is pretty cool, like out surviving the survivalists. Yeah. And then smashing the gun because we hate fucking guns. But the thing is also, it's not very stealthy. Yeah, true. Just, just, I, I like what they do in movies because I've got no idea about the guns. They grab the, you know, they just basically dismantle a gun mm. and throw the bits everywhere. Actually, that, yeah, because that's, that's badass when they do that. Yeah. 
Okay, so... Uh, and then Donatello has a yeah. moral quandary, which is a bit out of character. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like the whole thing, even Splinter talking earlier, he's saying, there's human agencies that take care of this shit. Why are we getting involved? Who said that? Splinter. Splinter. Oh. Because he, he says, Donatello's got a point. Oh. There's human agencies. Anyway, let's go do this. But um, Aren't these guys heroes? Yeah, isn't yeah. that what we'd learnt in the first 11 issues, was the difference between a vigilante and a hero? Yeah. And and this this is like, yeah, not really my problem. Oh, hell. Yeah. Okay, then. All right. Oh, I'll do it. I'll be the hero. Yeah. No, I don't like that. Mm. Yeah. But look, they're teenagers. Teenagers are fucking mania. That, but again, think about it logically. If they don't um, do something about the bomb, it's going to go off. Yeah, well, that's right. So you don't have a, you don't have a choice. Yep. Um, then we got another turtle taking out Bubba. Which one's that? Mikey. Okay, so Mikey's here. He's doing a bit of a stripper pose. Well, that's what we like about Mikey, yeah. isn't it? Um, <laughs> Not as stealthy as you could have done, no. Michelangelo. Yeah, but you know, Mikey's never been the. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do like all this self stuff. It reminds me of um, Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, this alpha male terrorist guy is actually more stealthy than all the ninjas. Yeah. Um, well, he surprised bloody Splinter. Yeah, that's right. And then Splinter's like, fuck, I knew we weren't as stealthy as we should have been. God damn it. Um, see, but another interesting choice for a double-page splash. Um, uh, looking at this one and the other double-page splash that we had earlier, the other one is way more dynamic, as you yeah. said, him crashing through. Like, Splinter looks like he's in combat mode, but mm. our alpha male guy... He's just standing there, even one hand completely open. Which it looks like Splinter's actually been crept up on. It looks like he's turning around to me. Well, yeah, but turning around like fucking yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. Like, yeah, he's been caught, but he's spun around ready to try and kick some ass. Do you think this would have been better if they're both in a ready-to-go pose? Well, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That, that's what's interesting about this panel is our alpha male guy there. Even with his hand open like that... He's shocked. No, I don't know. He's mm. he's not anything. Yeah, okay. He's not relaying any emotion with his body language. He's just he's it's like an action figure in a packet. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where if if he's really planning to fucking murder people, mm. anyway, it's just yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That's well, that, that that drawing is how I pose people when I'm drawing in a meeting. It looks dull. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, you're just going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shame. Okay, and... Uh, Splinter senses his name is Skunk. Fuck. How do they know their names? Well, I don't know. They, they, they Was said that in the names. exposition no. Oh, Dump. Actually, yeah, that, it very well could have been. Like actually. that dude could have gone. I'm getting chased by survivalists. Their names are yeah, Pew, Skunk. skunk yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it very, very much could be. I um, yeah, yeah. Do you think um, this uh, this is in Splinter's character to try and reason with the dude that he knows is going to blow off a nuclear weapon and also is armed with a machine gun? Mm. Or would it be better if Splinter just got in there and just disarmed him? Yeah, look, the thing is, um, about fighting in general, when, um, I don't know about your martial arts training, but my dad um, was a boxer. Yeah, right. And he trained. Holy shit, does that mean you're Daredevil? 
No, Nathan would probably be Daredevil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Um, You're right. You're Karen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on addicted to drugs and porn. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so my dad was always like, even though he was a good boxer and he taught Nathan how to fight, yeah. he would never teach me because apparently growing up I had a bad temper. Yeah, right. right. And he was really worried that if or I very knew... Good well, yeah. yeah. If I really knew what I was doing, I'd kill someone. Fair enough. Right. And he would always say to me, if you have to ask yourself, should I hit this person? Mm. The answer's no. Oh. Right? You, you have to be in a situation where it's beyond a shadow of a doubt mm. that you need to fight. Is That's the only time you throw a fist. Otherwise, just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's... Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you learn to fight only as the last resort? I guess that, like I said before, this is all so front-end heavy. All of that consideration has been discussed. It's been thought through. People have been given their orders, and let's just let's just do it now, you know? Yep. And so then what we're seeing here is almost like a, re- a repeat of what's really been thought through and discussed previously. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, so if we're going to do it here, why'd we bother a couple of pages before? But, you know, good on you. Uh, Splinter, always a peaceful man, choosing yep. peace. Yep, trying to, yep. Yep, yep. And um, But, hey, shit, he goes pretty well against bullets. Yeah. When did Predator come out? 1987. Same year as this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you think you're getting Pred Pred vibes? Uh, well, look, yeah. I mean, just looking at it on your nice big screen, I'm definitely seeing Black Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Firing into, you know, into nothing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's true. Maybe Predator came out as such a big hit. They went, ah, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's halfway through his story and Predator comes out and he goes, oh, you know. Shifted with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Which is interesting because, like, um, Peter is the sci-fi one out of the bunch. Yeah. He loves his aliens. Yeah. And so it's, it's odd, again, to, like, with his um, solo effort, choosing survivalists. And, yeah. And, you know, but, you know, he's a very uh, cold intellectual. Mm. And so making a comment on survivalists in, um, in, in America. Yep. So, look, um, just because we're kind of short on time, mm. we've got a four-page fight sequence between... Alpha male, skunk, and splinter. Right? I will say, now that we're talking about Predator, like him saying, just got to get back to the bunker. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we're back to Donnie, and Donnie's back at the bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, get to the bunker. And... Um, so, yeah, even... Yeah, just just so much... It really is all over the place. Well, in terms of just in a in a monologue, but again, Donnie is a thinker. He's the intellectual one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like the design of this atomic bomb yeah. because I mean I don't I've got no idea about nuclear weapons, but I've seen this type of thing in so many movies. Yeah. Especially it reminds me of um, the Shadow, yeah, where Ian yeah. McKellen was the scientist working on a bomb that looked just like yeah, this, right. and that was an atomic bomb. Here nice. it's a nuclear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then we cut back to some more of the hillbillies, um, and they're walking through the river and obviously standing on turtle shells. Did you see that? Nice, nice. That 
again, I love it because it it shows the turtles in their natural environment. Yep. And and there we go. We can say, shit, those are mutated turtles. Because yep. you've seen turtles in the river. And ninjas silently waiting in yep. to ambush. And, and again, it reminds me of, um, again, that, that issue with um, the brain scan. When I think it's Mikey comes out of the, the fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That playing, really playing on, on the whole mixture of, you know, um, mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another double page spread, but yes, again, much more dynamic than the last. Um, and then we've got a couple of pages of Raph and Leo fighting the hillbillies before Splinter turns up. And um, what's he on about this time? Michelangelo, he and Donatello. Just basically saying, Scott got away. I don't know where Don is, but shit, I hope he's okay. Basically telling us what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, again, you know, just I'm, I am really fascinated with what you don't need to tell the audience. And if, if 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 we swing the other way, do we not get enough? You know, is is yeah. more information preferable to no information? There is definitely middle ground yeah. because again, we've had the scientists at the very beginning of the of the story yep. lay everything out on front street, yep. and now we've got the bad guy calling our friends commie freaks, mm-hmm. and um, and then he goes into a rant about basically his um, his yeah. mo his his. Um, uh, his, uh, what, what do you call it? His, um... Political... Political agenda. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, really, again, putting it out on Front Street. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's not... It's not comic book fun. It's almost a little bit too mm. grim, a little bit well, too realistic. Again, with the, with, you know, the reflection of what's happened in Capital City mm. last few weeks, last month or whatever it was, to me it was very realistic and almost yeah. you know if it was written today it would be very propagandish but the thing is i reckon nothing's really changed in pockets of america so i think it was still pretty prevalent yeah. in the 80s i mean look at this play big speech bubble yeah. there are no innocents we're all guilty of letting america slide from greatness into the muck of mediocrity allowing our perfect nation to become a haven for unwholesome aliens like you so you know make america great again yeah aliens um, the committee to rebuild American patriotism would have changed all that. We have begun a nuclear tidal wave which would have swept this country, the world, clean. And you're thinking, oh, Jesus. Like, to me, that's a little bit too too on the nose and too on the bone. Yeah. Even back then in the 80s, yeah. you know. Um, so now he, he, our alpha male has basically lost it now and he's just going to explode it. Mm. Right? He said, you just can't fuck up my plan. Again, all, all this all this specific cold language. We've got Donatello yeah. um, coming out of nowhere. Guys, my splinter, you've got to grab some cover quickly. And then, you know, they already know the stakes. They know about a bomb. They know all this. We've got some some turtles saying, Donatello, are you crazy? What good's a tree or a rock going up against an atomic bomb blast? Don't argue with me, Leo. I've no time to explain. Just hit the... Di- Fuck off! Yeah. Guys, yeah. it's Donatello. He knows what he's talking about. And then why would you even argue? If there's a chance of surviving, fine, I'll hit the dirt. Yeah. What's, Le- what's Leo winning out of this argument? Yeah, what's yeah. the point of staying behind a rock or doing... Shut the fuck up no, exactly. and get some cover. If someone's running at you, yeah. right, who's been looking at the bomb, mm. just comes running at you and says, hit the dirt. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Like, no, what's man. the point? Like, explain it to me. No, bruv. No, bruv. It reminds me, like, how are we going to time? Oh, look, we... Keep going. It's good. Uh, it reminds me when um, this 
fucking PhD student. Like, I was driving him in my car because we work together. Um, where and we're all new to Canberra and we're trying to get to a location. He had a map because I, I printed out a map to give to him in the passenger yeah. seat. Because this other numpty in the in the other seat behind me, I'm driving my car going eighty on on some highway going off into. Nunnanwall, no, going off to Kungalan. Yeah. Uh, I'm there, and, and these turnoffs are happening, right? I go, okay, Ryan, fuck it, his name's Ryan. I go, how's that map looking, right? And he goes, well, um, it's, it's a map, it's a square, it's on A4 piece of paper, and I, I missed the turnoff. I went, what the f- Well, Luke, you have to be more specific. I, can't, I was oh. telling you, I was like, Fuck you. This is the real world, buddy. Yeah. And I'm going 80. I need to know where to go. You're not saying anything. Friendly hint. How's that map looking? You know. I would stop and he'd be out the car. I well, wouldn't give a fuck where I am. Oh, my God. He, he sat in the backseat on the way back. Oh. Anyway. Okay, so the turtles run for cover. Alpha male hits the button. Come nice. On. Nice. Right. It's, you know what? That looks good. Yeah. I like that because especially when you've got the previous um, panel, a lonely solitude figure on top of a hut, click, boom. Yeah. And no otomonopia? Onomatopoeia. There you go. Because yep. you don't need it. Look at that. Bang. And so then we go straight from there to the epilogue. Yep. And we get hit by a wave of words again. Yep. Um, and we we talk about now what which, happened. Which is interesting, though, as... Um, Yeah, look, they, they 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 basically wrap everything up. Yeah. Scientist dude, he's doing well in hospital. Thank God he didn't have glasses. He doesn't know he's talking to turtles. Um, but then does Don start saying, I can sympathise with this dude who is exploding, wanting to explode America? Is that what I'm picking up here from what Don's saying? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, um, um, he can... I could never agree with his logic or methods, but I can sympathise with his most basic aim, which is to survive uh, terrorism and uh, nuclear Armageddon. But it's not what that guy was trying to survive against. Mm. He was the guy bringing it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a moral quandary there for good old Don. Yeah. Um, Very well, next thing you know, Don's going to be fucking raiding Capitol Hill. Well, when I, um, when I say Don, I say Peter, because Peter's the one who wrote this whole thing, drew yeah, it and everything, yeah, yeah. and uh, Don is his mouthpiece. And again, out of all, any any stretch of his imagination he could come up with a story, he chose this one. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, so, so okay. Yeah. You're, not, you're not judging. Uh, you, you're not you're not agreeing, but you're sympathising. Yeah. Hmm. It's like um, Trump saying, "What was it?" Um, not all some, Nazis. There's some good people on both sides of the party. No, no. I am. Um, again, last couple of years, I loved how you picked up these movies that we were reviewing, um, especially when uh, Sam Rockwell is popping up as a bloody Nazi racist in all these movies. And there was this um, this, and you came up with this thing like. So is this like a not all Nazis thing? And I actually said that to a couple of friends on um, on the weekends. And I said how yeah, like they use Sam Rockwell because he's so he's such an everyday man. He's yeah. a little bit charming, so you're empathising with the racist. And the movie kind of comes to its climactic conclusion when this character actually says, "Yeah, actually, I think we are equal." Ah, oh, you think? Ring a ding ding. And I made the point like you know. Uh, like you said, you know, this, this thing about that's actually quite controversial, like punching Nazis. And like what I said, well, punching anyone is wrong. 
But if you've got to punch someone... <laughs> to make sure it's <laughs> Make sure it's a Nazi. Yeah. And my friends went, well, Luke, actually, it's really, um, you know, it's actually uh, quite easy for anyone to, um, to get brainwashed into becoming someone. And I was just thinking, no. Bullshit. Because yeah. if that was true, every German in World War Two would have been a Nazi. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's just wrong. It's just easier to go with the fucking crowd. Absolutely. It's not easy to be brainwashed. You just go with the crowd because it's the least fucking resistance. Absolutely. absolutely. And out of fear as well. Yeah. But yeah, again, this is supposed to be a comic book. It's yeah. supposed to be fun. And this is just all a little bit too... Oh, Hmm. Yeah. And again, the writing I thought was too cold and clinical. Yeah. And and like I said before, if all of that information is in Front Street, just let it all play out. Yeah. But it was just constantly just just reinforcing the plot, plot, plot. Yeah. Um, look, as you know, my philosophy: terrible Ghostwriter movie. It's better than no Ghostwriter movie. Mm. Terrible Ninja Turtle comics, better than no Ninja Turtle comic. Look, there was some there was some good stuff in it. Yeah. Okay, like we, the ninja stuff is good. As we mentioned, you know, we love the we love the way he draws the turtles. Mm. You know, the ninja stuff was good. But um yeah. But Peter needs a Kevin. Yeah. Because Kevin brings the freshness, he gives the uh, the kinetic energy and he gets the fun in there. Yeah. And the and um and like we were talking about before, um picking up on predator vibes, there definitely would have been more cinematic predator vibes if uh, if Peter, Kevin was a part of this one. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that being said, uh this is the start of the end for me anyway. Really? Because the previous issue is is the end of my gold nugget yep. time. Yep. All of this now is a bit of a fallout. And so this is the best of what's to come. All right. I know issue 13, which we'll look at next week, um, is a completely new team. So it's like Kevin was supposed to pick up the next issue, but obviously, I don't know if he fell behind and they had to fill the gaps. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be very interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like I said, like we said last week, you know, the end of an era. Let's see what happens next. Did you have any retrospective... Um, look, there was some retrospective stuff in there, but nothing that I would even bring up okay. um, that was interesting. Cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting there. I'm starting to long for the image issues. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's that's it. Again, I want to really apologize for the choppy nature of this podcast. Um, we're trying we're trying to upload directly into the app, um, and obviously a few hurdles that we weren't expecting. We'll see what we do whether next week we go back to normal or whatever. But hey, we're punk rock bitch. Um, so look, hit up themovieclub.net on all the socials. Yep. Hit up Big Tim Styles on all the socials, including TikTok. I'll be a TikTok star. <laughs> I got like four followers, bitch. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Good on you, Tim. <laughs> I told my 11-year-old daughter, says, oh, what's your TikTok name? I'll tell all my friends. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> what want, is your TikTok name? I don't want it. Big Tim Styles. Oh, Same as all my other sure, social medias. I'm sure these educated kids are going to figure it out. Oh, yeah, oh. But, I mean, I'm not doing anything today. All I'm doing is videos on um, New Comic Book Day. Like okay. today, I, I made a video, and it's just New Comic Book Day, and it's just showing the covers of the comics that I bought today. And okay. um, I did this... Yeah, anyway, it's not even... Guys, forget I even said it. It's not worth, it's not even worth watching, but, um, oh, hey, you know. Um, so, look, that's it, guys. Um, as I mentioned at the very start of the episode that Luke didn't hear, um, a little reminder, don't forget to enter the Ultimate Hellboy giveaway that's running right now as well. 
Um, thank you to all our sponsors. Go check out all the Kickstarters. And I think that might be it. We'll, we'll do episode... Uh, what is it? Issue 13 next week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So thanks for listening and be good to each other. This was a Turtle Boy podcast.